0: Hi, this is Kevin McCullough. Thanks for listening to the Christian Outlook podcast, where we cover today's issues from a perspective that honors your Christian faith. Our podcast is brought to you through a partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I trust you'll enjoy. Well, today we're going to be talking about the selfie culture. Now, as soon as I looked at this topic, I sort of mentioned to myself, well, we're going to talk about the satanic selfie culture. Uh, because uh, we know that Satan is just uh, on a rampage here in America, deceiving many, uh, and uh, so many people have turned their back on the faith, and we need a great new Great Awakening. But we're excited because Paul Say is here. He's the senior associate of Plugged In, and he's been part of the Plugged In staff since all the way back to 2007. Boy, that almost seems like, uh, you know, creation. And watching <laughs> <It> really does. <laughs> <laughs> watching and reviewing roughly 15 uh, quintillion movies. I don't even know if I could spell that, much less say it. But I got it out And television shows. (laughs) Uh, No, he writes for a lot of other publications, including Time Magazine, Washington Post, Christianity Today. He's written a lot of books. Uh, He loves to find spirituality in unexpected places. A lot of that can happen out in Colorado Springs. It's just so beautiful out there, including popular entertainment. And he loves to do all things superhero he loves dun, dun 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 That's right, James Bond films. <laughs> Mountain Dew. Well, that'll give you a buzz. I hear that Mountain Dew is good stuff for the late in the day. And uh, B-grade movies. Hey, he's married with two children and a neurotic dog that goes along with the Mountain Dew. Uh, runs marathons on occasion and hopes someday <laughs> own his own tuxedo. And, Paul, maybe we can work on that tuxedo. But, brother, it's good to have you back with us here on the Bill Bunkley Show.
1: Man, I'm always thrilled to be here. So, thank you so much for having me.
0: Well, thank you for your service to us and focus on the family, man. That that is just uh, that's dedication. And uh, as you're modeling Christ as an ambassador, both there at Focus and in your home life and your family life, we just thank you that uh, we can plug in with you. Pardon the pun. Uh, to <laughs> to really get uh, a focus on what's going on. So. There's an oxymoron here, and that is moron here. And that is, oh, you can well, let's talk about staying healthy and using social media. Is that even possible? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's not easy these days It really isn't You know, because I think Social media has its place, right? I think that, that it's good to keep in touch With people who are, live across the country It's good to, to connect with people Who might have a similar interest But one of the problems is that We spend so much time on it And social media is sort of designed To make you spend a lot of time with it um, it, can be, it can be really uh, absorbing And and sometimes we forget actually to connect with people who are right in our very own house because we spend so much time with, with a lot of these social media services.
0: Well, I tell you what I think about days back in the 50s and 60s when I was raised and when dad came home, mom didn't work. Well, we all kind of sat around the living room and watched the black and white TV, one news source for the day. And uh, maybe John Wayne was on a little bit later on in the evening, or maybe it was an opportunity on Sunday night to to, to plug in with some of those popular movies. But today, you know, we take a picture of an average family, and if they're even sitting in the same room, they've all got their uh, smartphones or their pads in their hands. Talk about that. Well, that's exactly right. I mean, the, the thing that, that is
1: so amazing but really, really frustrating about our culture is that you have so many screens, right? We walk around with these screens in our pockets uh, all day long. When you look at the at, at teens, you know, studies have shown that it's the very first thing they look at in the morning. They look at their phones. The very last thing they look at at night is their phones, and they look at it often throughout the entire uh, evening. So a lot of times you don't get very much sleep when you're a teen and teens need a lot of sleep. You just have these ever-present screens that take us into these places, oftentimes places that are not necessarily very good for us to go. Uh, you have a lot of content that can be very, very questionable, very, very uh, sinful even. Um, but it's there with us all the time because we can't get away from the screens. Um, that's an issue that I think every family is dealing with. I know that, that so many moms and dads are just saying, how do I keep my kids from from spending all their time buried in their phones? Um, and that can be a very tricky issue, especially when moms and dads are spending just as much time with the phones as their kids are.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, they're modeling it. And there's no doubt about that. And um, as we're talking today, uh, I want to remind you that uh, if you want to go right now, Keep listening. But right now, you can go to pluggedin.com. That's pluggedin.com. And uh, today we're talking about associate edit with associate editor, uh, senior associate editor. Let me let, I don't want to miss that now. Uh, Paul Say, <laughs> uh, who's with us this afternoon, and he's certainly a lot more senior than I am on these issues. Now, I want to talk about something, you know. Sin is right there, right out of the box when you talk about social media. Now, one of the great sins in life is for us to be looking horizontally, left and right, and judging ourselves by others, and not just judging ourselves, looking up to Christ and what what He wants from us. And so today with social media, where everybody's lying and dying, I mean— So Facebook is the liar's page. Let's just just call it like it is, okay? You got all these glamour shots. You got this, that, and now you can have your own app where you look terrible, hit a button, you look like you're (laughs) right off of a, you know, sunset strip or something. Talk about that because the tremendous pressure it puts on young people. And let me tell you, Christians as well. Hello, you hear me out there? Christians as well. Oh, I can't believe. Can you believe they can't afford that car? Oh, would you look at that? Look at that dog. That's a that that's a that's a eight thousand dollar dog. Paul, talk about that because all we do is let Satan put us in the cul-de-sac or one of those hamster cages with the thing going round, 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 round. And we get all worked up about things that don't mean a thing. Talk about that.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's very, very true, especially when you're talking about selfie culture. You know, I think that, that, that when you talk about, uh, I think you hit the nail right exactly on the head when you're talking about how so often we're looking at ourselves, we're looking, uh, at, at how we look in social media. Uh, the studies have shown that, that the average person takes about 450 selfies a year. Um, that goes up a great deal when you're talking about teens who are very social media aware, who want to have their best pictures up on Instagram, want them to have them on Facebook. Uh, you have people who are taking pictures of themselves. Ten, twenty, thirty 20, 30 times a day to find that very, very perfect selfie that they can post online. Um, this is obviously a problem. Um, just talking spiritually, when we are, we are asked as, as, as Christians, as believers to really look outward, uh, to look at people outside ourselves. Um, to, to bring help to a hurting world, to reach out to people who need us, to love the people around us really well. Um, selfie culture, there's nothing – again, there's nothing inherently wrong with selfies. But when you take a lot of them, it immediately causes you to look at yourself it causes you, by definition, to uh, have all your attention focused in on yourself. Um, and studies have shown that that oftentimes when we focus so much on ourselves, especially with our cameras, uh, it can lead to some really serious health problems. Um, those selfies that you take, because you're taking them to find that perfect shot, you're naturally looking for those imperfections in you. You're looking for, what does this shot make my nose look like? What does this Mm. shot make my my skin look like? You pick at yourself and you find those imperfections that that probably no one else ever sees. Uh, And it leads to um, anxiety. It can lead to self-esteem problems. It can even lead to depression. Um, and, And taking a lot of selfies additionally can become, some scientists say, an actual addiction
0: well you know what parents if you want your kids to run for narcissist of the world you just let them taking all the take all those selfies you just let them answering all a little sideline here all those challenges (laughs) on tiktok we're talking about i like to call it the satanic selfie culture where it's all me 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 look 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 take my picture take my picture now you know um let's be honest Uh, the selfie culture has been with us long before we had cell phones because you know the people that are looking in the mirror like every 15 minutes and prepping every 15 minutes so the selfie look has been out there but now it's magnified with the selfies now the other thing that happens paul is with selfies we get so much into the selfies and the comparison we can spend hours doing that and let me just tell you when i was a, a young lad we lived on about a half an acre, and uh, boy, we had a river nearby. We had a lake nearby. We had all sorts of things that we could do, and so I was outside with the guys. I mean, we used to play combat, and I know today you're <laughs> teaching your kids to be absolutely terrorists, but no, I remember <laughs> something called combat, and Vic Morrow was the, was the sergeant. He was a hero, so we relived all those heroes, so even one day, you know, I had boundaries. You can't go here, here, and here. Don't ride your bike and and so paul i had one day where i went beyond the boundary i went into a lake uh fell into a lake and i didn't realize it wasn't a lake with a bank it was a burrow pit and it it, it, it dropped off to 12 feet and i really didn't know how to swim yet i almost died and and god (laughs) god saved the dog paddle and and i was able to pull myself out but I say all of that i look back at my life it was an adventure I got to pull teeth to get my 16-year-old and even the last few years to go do something out in the yard and go do something. Talk about that because the quality of life for kids today is not what it was in the years that I grew up.
1: I think that's absolutely true. You know, I think that, that one of the things that, that happens with our culture today uh, that, that, that again, researchers have, have found to be true is that we tend to live a lot of our lives behind our phones, right? We are entertained by our phones. We are entertained by our screens. Uh, it becomes a huge problem. And even when we're out doing something, sometimes our screens jump up and and sort of take the place of, of really experiencing the the, the the whatever we're doing, uh, and that can be an issue. You know, you've seen the the concerts where everybody's holding up their phones. You see the football games where where people are watching the game on their screens even oh, yeah. as they're in the in the stadium. Oh, yeah. And so we are taken away from the life that I, I think God wants us to live: the full joy and 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 pleasure of life. This gift that we've been given.
0: So, Paul, is a. Policy talk about the fact let, let's look at satan the last thing he wants you to do is have a quality balanced life in the lord and so he is the author of uh of substitutes and so he's got everybody in this substitute because everybody's all over future electronics but uh it is uh, when we look at what's happening in america and uh, we look at the forces that are at play here in terms of uh uh, this country going to socialism. This country, uh, for two or three decades, uh, adopting Marxism in some of our teachers' unions, and and we got a country now that it's woke, and uh, we got a church right here because uh, I mean a school right here in Rico that's making the national news because they're teaching their kids based on biblical values, and they have been unloaded upon by the LGBTQ community. So talk about that because this is all part. Of, I think, of a grand plan to absolutely dismantle America uh, and the life that we know it as, as it appears here. Talk about that because they want the kids, don't they?
1: I think that there is some truth to that. I think that, that when you are talking about uh, talking about all this culture, it's a great medium to spread what you believe is important, right? What you, mm-hmm. what you want to communicate. Uh, and as parents, I think that we always need to be very mindful of the messages that our kids are getting. Um, I think that, that when it comes down to, to what we need to deal, how we need to deal with social media, when we deal with, with all of these screens that we have, I think the parents really have to take a really hard look about how their kids are using them, and almost more importantly is how much they're using them, uh, and put some some common-sense boundaries on, on, on how they use their phones and when. Uh, I think that, that that a lot of really great families, they, they put some, some strong limits. No phones at the dinner table, no phones when you're talking with people. Uh, if possible, it's great to take the phones away from your kids in the evening because, you, you, again, can really cause some 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 havoc when it comes to trying to get your kids and teens to sleep well uh, and be really mindful of just those influences that are coming through the screens um, as we know the world that we live in it doesn't have the barriers that that we had when we were kids you know Absolutely. it's almost like the world is a lot like that lake that you fell into there's no there's no real bank and it's so easy to fall in. Hmm. So you need to be very mindful of what your kids might be falling into. And if it's problematic, you got to be able to pull them out.
0: Great word, by the way. That website is pluggedin.com. Pluggedin.com. There, you can hook up with uh, a policy senior associate editor at pluggedin, and of course, focus on the family.com. You can also access it from that website as well. And, and a great uh, amount of teamwork there. So, we got about uh, two minutes left. Policy, let's talk about mom and daddy, okay? Uh, so. First of all, if you're going to start cutting back your kids, get ready because it's going to be rough. And it's going to be rough. Number two, monkey see, monkey do. So today, oftentimes parents are as buried in their cell phones as their kids are, uh, and so at the time where you ought to be free in the evening to be able to, hey, how was your day, son? How was your say? How was your day, daughter? Uh, and listen to them, and then give them encouragement but you know so often parents don't realize they're they're out of touch You've got about a minute and 40 seconds uh talk to these parents about getting in the game
1: yeah absolutely i think that, that that when you were talking about about this social media when you're talking about these screens it's so important uh to be mindful of how you are interacting with social media yourself. It is absolutely critical. Um, your kids, your sons and daughters are watching what you do. They are You are still the biggest influence in their lives. All the screens that, that they're watching, all the messages they're getting elsewhere, nothing compares to the messages that mom and dad give their kids. They are still the biggest influence in a child's life. Um, even when you think your kids aren't listening to you, they are so be mindful that your kids are watching you and they're watching how you use your technology they're watching how you use your phone and if you're telling your kids that they need to put their phones down they will be looking for signs of hypocrisy in how you use your technology as well um so it's really critical to be very mindful of the message that that you're sending not only what you're saying to your kids but what your actions show to your kids
0: folks You need to listen to what Paul Assay says. Did you catch that? (laughs) You got to listen to what Paul Assay says. He's Senior Associate Editor of PluggedIn.com. He knows of what he's talking about. To find out more about this and other issues at FocusOnTheFamily.com, I highly recommend you visit those sites. And By the way, chip in when you can. But Paul Assay, thank you so much for being with us. You're so informative, and we look forward to our next conversation.
1: Really a pleasure. Anytime.
0: God bless you, my friend. Talk to you later. Thanks for listening to Christian Outlook. Our program is coming to you today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you enjoy our podcast, take a moment and tell a friend to subscribe today.